You're now listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. A Place of Refuge vision is to cause people to be productive in every aspect of life according to God's Word. For more information, please stop by our website at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Now, here's today's message already in progress. When you consider Joshua 1 and 1, one of the greatest prophets, shepherds, or specifically a man of God, Moses, had died. And so the Lord told Joshua that he would be his successor. And upon telling Joshua that, he wanted Joshua to receive specific instructions that he was about to give him. And... um, When it comes to instructions, Solomon said something very important that I want to show you. Go with me to the book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter. Proverbs, the fourth chapter. And the 13th verse. And keep in mind that the Lord was getting ready to give Joshua some instructions. Book of Proverbs, the fourth chapter and the thirteenth verse. Solomon said, Take firm hold of instruction. Do not let go. And notice he deemed instruction a female. Said, Keep her, for she is your life. Instruction, again, is very important. And notice he said, keep her for she is your your life. Keep her for she is your life. Instructions in the verse have the capacity to reproduce various things. If, if you follow the instruction in reference to giving according to God's word, look at what's going to happen. It's going to be given unto you. Is that what Luke 6 and 38 says? It says, give and it shall be what? Given unto you. Notice how. Good measure, press down, shaking together, and running over. You're going to start reproducing things. If I follow step one, I'm going to be rewarded. But if I continue to step two, I'm going to receive a greater reward. Step three, step four, and step five, likewise. As long as I follow instructions, I'm going to profit. 
I'm going to be benefited every time I do what does says the Lord. You understand him? And so he wanted him to make sure that, that he followed instructions and the instructions that the Lord wanted Joshua to follow according to Joshua 1 and 8 was the book of the law. The book of the law. And understand this, the, the book of the law in one sense represented the Pentateuch which was also called the book, the books of Moses. But specifically, the first five books of the Bible. The first five books. He wanted Joshua primarily to take heed to what Moses had been giving the people of God at that time. Joshua, the first five books of what I want you to focus on. I want you to focus on Genesis. I want you to focus on Exodus. I want you to focus on Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. I want you to focus on the things that I gave Moses. And that's very important when, when it comes to being a good follower. There are a whole lot of teachings that are taking place in our day and time. But as a member of a place of refuge, you should primarily focus on what your shepherd is teaching you. That's not saying that, that someone else has a great word. That's, that's, that's not to belittle anybody. But it's very important as a congregation that you follow your shepherd as your shepherd follows Christ. Don't be a member here, but you're trying to follow a teaching somewhere else. You're out of the will of God. That's the reason Paul said again in 1 Corinthians 11 and 1 to the Corinthian church, follow me as I follow Christ. And basically said the same thing to the church of Philippi. And so the Lord didn't want Joshua trying to do something on his own. He didn't want him trying to mess up what he had established in Moses. Wanted him to stay, if you will, in the same vein. You just follow what you have been given by Moses. Moses is gone, but you have to step in and continue doing what I put in him. And so the thing that was needed in reference to Joshua is that he had to have a fixed mind. He had to meditate on the book of the law. He could not allow the elders, powerful people that were around him, as, as well as outsiders, to interfere with his mindset. He had to stay focused, fixed on God's word. 
And that's a message for all of us. When God has, has given you a particular thing to do, you have to watch who you hang around. You can't afford for folks to get you off track. You can't afford for your mind to enter into a state of confusion. You have to make sure that you clearly understand what God is saying, what God is doing, and you have to act accordingly. You have to be so set in your mind that God has said, do this, that, that even when something looks wonderful, you're not going to jump at the opportunity. You're just going to stay in the will of God. On that note, preach to somebody, just stay in his will. Preach to somebody else, the best place to be and the safest place to be is in the will of God. Don't do like Eve. Eve was in a good place until she got to hanging with the serpent. And let me tell you something that there is more than one serpent. There are serpents in your circle, my circle. There are ser serpents on your job. There are serpents in your neighborhood. Hold on, there are serpents in your family. And the serpents are known for beguiling folk the same way the original serpent beguiled Eve. So you have to be careful. You, you can't allow anything or anybody to get you out of your purpose. For you know it, you'll be prostituting yourself. Before you know it, you, you'll be messed up in your, in your mind. Why? Because the serpent unbeguiled you. Before you know it, you'll be kicked out the garden. Eve had it made, but when she got to hanging with the serpent and listening to the serpent, she was kicked out of the garden and suffered, suffered greatly along with her, her husband. I don't know what was wrong with the boy. He should have just said, hey, Lord. She tried to get me to eat it, but I didn't eat it. Lord, can you just get rid of her and just, I got another reel right here. <laughs> just pull it out and get me another one. See, your love for somebody should only go so far. Yeah, I love you, but I ain't going to eat that fruit. Yeah, I love you, but I ain't, ain't going to do that because God said, don't touch that. He said, I, I don't know if you heard him good, but he said, the day you touch that, you're going to surely die. And you know all of the promises of God. Oh, yes and amen. And you know that it's impossible for him to lie. So if you touch that, you're in trouble. That would have been enough for me. I ate it well. I'm sorry. 
I'm sorry. You don't love me? Well, I love you, but I ain't going to eat it. So you have to have a fixed mind when it comes to the things of God. I'm going to tell you something, because temptation is real. There are some things that will mess you up if you're not careful. There are some folk that will mess you up if you're not careful. And so he wanted him to have a fixed mind. He wanted him to meditate, get this, upon God's law of the word of God day and night. Look at the text. Day and night. Literally 24-7. Wanted his mind to be on God's word 24-7. When you when you're on the job, think about God. When you're out doing various things, think about God. When you're just chilling, think about God. Wow. If your mind is on Him, it'll be in perfect peace. Everything will be calm. Everything will be wonderful. Don't allow your mind to roam. Don't, don't allow what you hear to get your attention to the point to where it starts to, to fill your mind with ideals, opinions, and so forth. Keep your mind from being polluted. But now, when you consider Psalm 30 and 5, which, which says in part, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. You have to consider that that night, in that sense, represents trouble, trials, or tribulations. I have to have a fixed mind even when I'm going through trouble. Even when I don't have the money that I need to take care of my obligations, I still have to have a fixed mind. You have to always look at trials and tribulations as just a season. A season, something that, yes, you're going through, but it's not going to last. Oh, I got Bible for you. 2 Corinthians 4 and 18 says the things that we see are experience are just temporary. But the things we do not see, which represent the things of God, are eternal. You're going to go through tribulations, but tribulations are trouble. It's just temporary. Joshua, yes, went through battle after battle, but the battles he went through, they were temporary. Daniel was cast into the lion's den, but did he stay there? The Hebrew boys were cast into a fiery furnace. Did they stay there? Paul and Silas was locked up, but did they stay there? Say to your neighbor, your trials, your troubles are just temporary. Job went through something horrendous, but did it last forever? 
It's just temporary. It's just a time of testing. Even Jesus himself was was led of the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted of the devil, but it did not last. And what you're going through is not going to last. It's not going to last. You say, but it's been going on a while. Does not matter. God must have a great blessing for you. Why is that? To whom much is given, much is also required. You have to make sure that you don't allow your night season to get the best of you because you can die in your night season. Is not the wish of God because God set it up just as a temporary situation. But if you allow it, you can die in your night season. That that there were there were lepers that that were by the gate, and, and the lepers looked at themselves and said, you know what, if, if we just stay right here, we're going to die. We're going to die if we stay right here. We, we cannot stay right here. And so they got to talking. They said, well, if, if we go to such and such, this may happen. If we go to such and such, that may happen. But but the bottom line, they got up. And it was only when they got up and started moving forward that they found their deliverance. See, some folks allow trouble to get them so depressed to the point to where they were just allow themselves to be consumed by the trial that they are experiencing. How everything going? So, so oh, well, it's, it's, it's all right. But see, when, when David penned Psalm 30 and 5, this is, this is what he learned. He, he learned when it comes to a trial that, that weeping may endure for a night. But then he said, joy is coming in the morning. <laughs> See, he knew that, that it was, that it was just like a day, that, that you're going to have to go through that night period. But sooner or later, you're going to start to see a little light. And then that light will get brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. You see how bright it is right, right now? Now, if, if you were awake about midnight last night, it wasn't this bright. But guess what? The brightness that you see right now was on its way. And see, that's how you have to look at your trial. It's dark right now, but sooner or later, you are going to see sunshine. Sooner or later, you are going to see the blessings of God. And say to your neighbor, they're not just going to come from four ways. They're going to come from seven ways. 
I said they're going to come from seven ways. If you're looking forward to God doing it, I find three folks that say God going to do it. And you have to believe that. You have to believe that God is going to do it. But the only way you're going to believe it and act accordingly is if you have a fixed mind. Because you're going to go through trouble, child of God. You're going to go through hard times. You're going to go through things that are going to try to turn you every which way but loose. But if you stay in the will of God, God has something for you that's going to blow your mind. He has something for you that's going to be good measure, press down, shaken together, and running over. Encourage somebody, hang in there. Your breakthrough is on the way. Say to another person, hang in there. Your breakthrough is on the way. Listen to this. Now, He told Joshua, if if you meditate on the word and you observe it, look at what he tells him. Then you're going to make your way prosperous. Then you are going to make your way prosperous. In other words, if Joshua starts meditating on the word, he's going to see in the word exactly what he needs to do in order to make his way prosperous. Did you hear what Deacon Talbot said, taking the offering? He he said that, that, that he learned about giving, basically, and that he had been a giver for 20 plus years. And he knew that was his way out. See, when you meditate on the word or you receive the rhema that comes forth week in and week out, that, that, that will show you exactly what you need to do, what path you need to go down. You, you can be in a bad situation, but then you can come to church and God could send forth a word. And when you hear that word, it's just like God speaking to you face to face. And it opens up your understanding. It opens up your eyes to the point to where you'll leave the service saying, I know exactly what I need to do. I know exactly what path I need to go down. But now understand this. Contextually, Making your way prosperous has two connotations. Number one, he, w- he was saying to Joshua that, that first, you're going to push forward. To make your way prosperous first means to push your way forward. Say to your neighbor, whenever it's a push, that means it's going to be a struggle. You're going to struggle for a minute. If you are going to be prosperous, if you are going to be successful, there is going to be a push. Don't think it's strange just because you are facing giants right now. Don't think it's strange just because you have ran into a block wall. That's just part of the process. That's just part of what you have to go through in order to be successful. And all you have to do is just keep pushing. Say to your neighbor, whatever you do, just keep pushing. 
It may feel as if that thing is never going to move, but all it takes is for you to just keep pushing. It may not move but a half an inch at a time, but just keep pushing. It may not even move a half an inch. It may move one sixteenth of an inch, but don't you worry about that. Just keep pushing. Say to your neighbor, I don't know where you are right now, but just keep pushing because that barrier that's in your way is going to move, but you got to keep pushing. You can't step back and start talking about, woe is me, having your own pity party. You just got to keep pushing. You just got to keep pushing, and sooner or later, that wall will come down. Listen to this. Sit down. Listen to this. Jericho had built a wall to the point to where they felt like it was no way people could come into their city and possess it. People had tried to get beyond the wall of Jericho and it did not happen. But then God had a purpose. God had a plan for that wall not only to come down, but it was going to fall down flat. And see, I'm telling you, God wants you to be prosperous, but he knows that there is a Jericho in front of you. And his word to you today, all you have to do is just keep pushing. When you don't feel like praising, praise anyhow. When you don't feel like praying, pray anyhow. When you don't feel like giving, give anyhow. When you don't feel like doing this, that, or the other, do it anyhow. Because that ain't nothing but you pushing and showing God. That you want your breakthrough to come. Say to your neighbor, I want my breakthrough to come to pass. And the second meaning of making your way prosperous is to break out. You're going to be pushing forward, and sooner or later, you're going to break out. Going through trial after trial after trial. And then all of a sudden, because of the sovereignty of God, your breakthrough manifest. Going through horrendous event after horrendous event. But then all of a sudden, God drops the good measure in your lap. Wondering how you're going to make it. And then God sets you up with enough to last you a lifetime. Plus be a blessing to a hundred more folk. Say to your neighbor, I'm going through something that's so horrendous. I know God got something that's going to blow my mind at the end of this. I'm going to have a fairy tale ending. God going to bless me so good to where even folk, when they hear about it clean across the country, they may have to come just to see such. Say to your neighbor, I don't know what type miracle you're expecting. I don't know what type breakthrough you're looking for. 
but I'm looking for the type breakthrough that God promised he would give in his word. He said he would do things that your eyes have not seen and that your ears have not heard. Say to your neighbor, that's what type breakthrough I'm going to get. Your eyes had not seen what God going to do for me. You ain't seen my best days yet. High five three folks if I'm talking about you and say my best days hadn't manifested yet. But they get ready to manifest because I'm still pushing. I'm still pushing. I'm still pushing. I'm still pushing. But my pushing ain't in vain. Because sooner or later I'm going to break out. Say to your neighbor, keep pushing. Because sooner or later you're going to break out and have good success. Do you receive that? I'm done. Give God the praise. Hallelujah. 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 Listen to Thank you for listening to the A Place of Refuge Productive Living Podcast with Bishop Barry D. Walker. Please stop by our website for more information on our church at www.aplaceofrefugechurch.org. Until next time, remember, Jesus came that you might have life and have it more abundantly.